Pitt absolutely demolishes Louisville, and they move into a first-place tie for the ACC. Just how likely is it that this team wins the ACC, and what can we take away from last night's win over Louisville? It's all coming up today on this episode of Locked on Pitt. You are Locked on Pitt, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked on Pitt podcast, everybody. And as always, I am your host, Nick Fairbaugh. And listen, folks, when you look at this Pitt men's basketball team, they just continue to roll, and it's a lot of fun to watch. We're going to talk about it today and kind of just how likely it is that they actually take home the ACC regular season title. But first, folks, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on Pitt is brought to you by by FanDuel. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, official sportsbook of Locked on. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on today to get started. But yeah, <laughs> last night was was fun. If you're a Pitt fan, it's hard not to be, right? You you saw Pitt just go out there and just absolutely wallop this team. I mean, they did what they needed to do. It was their it it was the way of which Pitt did it that made it so dominating. I mean, they imposed their will on this team, man. This was a special performance. I know Louisville is bad, but Pitt shot the lights out of the building. Uh, and a few, we've seen this a few times, but man, this was this was a day when Nike Sabandi could miss a windmill dunk, loop right back around, and get a three pointer. I mean, that that's what it was. A uh, thirty-four point drubbing. And first of all, I'm not going to say you can take away much from this game. I think we kind of knew what you had in all of these players, and just keeps getting reinforced. reinforced. Um, day in and day out, but what you do get um, is that Pitt is doing what they should be doing, and that's that's something that a lot of teams don't do um, legitimately. Like, some of these teams, man, just don't do what they're supposed to do, and it is what it is, but they should be drubbing teams like this. Louisville should not be close on their home court. Um, and Pitt should be taking care of business against teams like this. And this needs to continue. Um, we talked about this yesterday. It's it's not about building a resume. It's about solidifying one for Pitt at this point. Unlike other teams that are going to need quad one wins, quad two wins, uh, Pitt has that. Pitt has that that's the hardest part of the resume they have the upper echelon wins they just need to avoid the bad losses and <laughs> by doing this not only are they going to avoid the bad losses you talk about that net rate rating right everyone hates the net rating well you want to know how they're going to get off that uh, how you get off that folks is you legitimately just have to keep blowing these teams out it because here's the thing when you look at the net rating, it matters as much that you win just as much as how you win. Like, look at Pitt. You know, Pitt's had a great season. But look at some of their wins, man. I mean, coming into today, they beat Wake by two at home. It's right around the spread. 
they beat uh, Florida, Miami, Florida, by by three. Um, again, not crazy amount over the spread. They beat UNC by one. Now that helps them because they were almost double digit underdogs predictably. Um, but those are close wins. Three close wins. Um, they beat Louisville by twenty one. They beat Georgia Tech by eleven. That's good. Um, that'll help them. But even their other wins, they beat Virginia by three. They beat UNC by two. They beat Syracuse by two. Um, they just haven't blown out a lot of teams. And so their their ranking in that net predictive ranking isn't going to be good because at some point this, this computer is going to be like, well, <laughs> the luck's going to run out. Now, there's certain intangibles I think that it doesn't take into effect. If you want to climb up, and Pitt climbed up three spots to 52 in the net ranking um, today after blowing out Louisville. Because they rate those big wins over bad teams just as much as just as much as they do the good wins over big teams. Because how you win matters to them. It matters to the computer. Um, and you know, it, it, it's not the end all be all, but the net ranking does help your tournament resume. So I think Pitt continues to kind of do this, right? Pitt continues to if Pitt can kind of blow the doors off some of these teams, they really should be. Their net rating is going to climb. It's not going to be that much of a of, of a kind of backdrop when we get to tournament time. There's absolutely time for them to continue just running up the, this this net rating, and they have the games to do it. Um, and, and so really, that's kind of what I hope this team continues to do because it, it's huge. Um, in terms of what they could do um, to that net rating. And then you kind of look at how Pitt did this, man. They set it up near records and blocks. Uh, Three-pointers made. The assist-to-turnover ratio here was very nice. Um, and, and not just that, they, they shot they, – they, they kind of just shot the lights out of the building um, in many ways. And this is a special game for Pitt in terms of – how they shot it, but this stretch has just been very special for Pitt, too. I mean, you look at at some of the, the three-point percentages they've had recently. This team is shooting 46% from three over their last four games, and they were, of course, 4-0 in those games. But they shoot 55% from downtown in this one, 17 of 31. Just crazy, man. Just crazy how good this team was in terms of just shooting the ball from deep uh, in this one. And... You're not going to learn much about them. Uh, you know, <laughs> Jamaris Burton only had six points, uh, eight points in this one. But you're not going to learn a ton about this team, and you don't really need to learn a ton about this team from this one. It's not really what you were here to do. Um, you just expected them to, to take care of business, and that's what they did, um, and that's what they needed to do. They just needed to come in here, take care of business, and, and not worry about anything. Because I feel like that was really kind of the question. In the first four, six-ish minutes, you know, you kind of saw them coming a little lackadaisical, and and that was to be expected after nearly a week off, but they also came out on fresher legs, and I think Pitt is going to really actually be helped by this win because the guys didn't play that long. Like, the starters for Pitt didn't play that much. Henson only played 20 minutes. Elliott played 24. Uh, Burton only played 23 
You know, Nelly, Nelly Cummings played 30 and Sabandi played 23. Um, but still, that's not much. Um, Fede Federico only played 17 minutes. So Pitt kind of needed this game where, you know, these guys were playing 35 minutes a game in these close games. And, and now they're going to get a little tread taken off their tires. And they're going to be on fresher legs for this for this final stretch. And I, I can't tell you how important that is for Pitt. Um, just to kind of have these guys get fresh um, and kind of make sure that they aren't fatiguing down the stretch. I think that'll be huge. So they need a game like this, only playing 20 minutes, only getting Blake Henson that many minutes. I think it's really actually going to help them uh, down kind of the stretch. Um, but let's talk about the Twins. I think we have to uh, at some point in this game because this was a fun game to watch to, if you're a Guillermo and Jorge Diaz-Graham Twins fans. I think you should be. But first, folks, want to let you know about FanDuel. Because FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of Locked On. And the only app you need for a Super Bowl party this year is FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Folks, we're really excited about them to be our new betting partner. Because, look, if you want to bet easier, have more fun doing it, FanDuel has it all. There's so many great features they have to make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet on the Super Bowl and you can get a no-sweat first bet with FanDuel. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not cash. So FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown and so much more. And here's the best part. It's super easy to use. It's secure. It's safe. And here's the thing. You get all of your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's Fandle.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with Fandle, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. All right, everybody. Let's get back into talking Pit Louisville um, because this game continues to just kind of it, it makes you excited, but you don't want to get recency biased by it. Um but the twins, man. How about the twins in this one? Um you know, Guillermo and Jorge are clearly not ready to just play yet. Um, and that's fine. You kind of expect that. What they are ready for, though, is to flash their potential. Nine blocks collectively between these guys. Jorge kind of taking a mode down low and just dominating. And then you kind of look at it and Pitt has these very exciting pieces of the future. You have Henson next year, you have Federico for two more, and you have the freshman here. And you know what? Even Nate Santos had a few really nice plays in this one. I mean, shooting the three ball with confidence, I love to see that from Nate Santos. Um, and he made a four-point play at, at one point in this game. Like, I, I love to see that from Nate Santos because we just haven't seen it from him. But he ends up with seven points here. He, he got fouled, went to the free throw line, made all four free throws. Like, you think it's going to click. He's got a smooth stroke. He's shooting it with confidence. I like it. Three good steals, too, for, for Nate Santos in this one. I thought I gave him some quality minutes. Um, but I, I was really impressed by Guillermo Diaz-Graham. I mean, we are talking about a guy that has been kind of forced into the backup five role. Well, he's giving you all the quality minutes you need. I, I mean, legitimately. Um, he, he's turning into a very valuable piece uh, of this team. And I think it, it's so huge for Pitt um, to have this um, because you, you kind of look at, at where Pitt goes from here. 
you know, after the season, you're like, well, they're losing all their guards. And yeah, that's true. But they have Carlson Carrington, Jalon Lowe coming in. And you have these twins, man. You just don't get guys like this that can run the floor and block shots and, and play with such infectious energy. It's their energy that really just captivates you. Like these guys are energizer bunnies. Um, just like Nike Sabandi is like he's a he's a switch that just goes. I mean, like you could just turn turn on on the film and just watch this team just get energized when the Diaz grandbrothers come in. And that really is what Guillermo and Jorge are. They're, they're such energizers. Um, nine blocks, man. So impressive. Uh they still got they still got things to work on, but they give you consistent effort. They could shoot the three. I love seeing Guillermo shoot the three with confidence in this one. And I love that he is turning into a legit contributor on this team. And Jorge can give you some spark as well with his kind of wing game as a six foot eleven guy that can run the floor. These guys can run the floor. Um, I also just love kind of seeing how much this team feeds off each other. Um, when the his Graham twins give energy, I feel like everyone gets better. Uh, Nike Samani gives energy. I think feel like everyone gets better. Blake Henson, um, just everyone just gets better by the energy. Um, of the collective unit. Now, I love that because it's so different from the rest of the Jeff Capel uh, era teams where, you know, we haven't really necessarily seen that, but now we are. And it's it's awesome to actually kind of watch them uh, grow uh, into that mold. I think it really is. And the Diaz-Gram twins are going to be so much fun to kind of watch develop. They're going to need to get into a weight training, diet, all that program, bulk up a little bit. There's no doubt about it. They are absolutely uh, missing kind of some key strength qualities um, that you need to play down low right now. But, boy, this team is fun to watch, and these guys are going to be really fun to watch in the future. Um, I think that is just becoming very, very, very apparent to me. But, you know, that's next year. What about this year? Um, Let's talk about it. Pitt is tied first in the ACC right now. They're 10-3. They're tied with Clemson. But where could they go from here? Could they potentially win the ACC? I think it's, a, it's an interesting question. Um, and I don't know the answer to it just yet. You know, Virginia is also in this conversation now. Pitt has the tiebreaker over Virginia. Pitt has the easiest schedule left in the ACC, by the way. The easiest schedule. Very easy to see them potentially finishing 15-5. Is that going to be good enough? I think that's an interesting question because you look at end of where this team goes in their schedule, it's not hard. And you look at, at Clemson and they have, you know, I know UNC is sputtering, but they have UNC, uh, for example. Um, not, not as easy of a schedule as Pitt. You look at Virginia, right? Um, Virginia doing a very nice job last night against NC State. They really dominated that game. That is still Pitt's best win of the year, man. I mean, that is an impressive win they had. Uh, they just frustrated. They just frustrated <laughs> NC State all night with their length and and obviously the pack the pack line defense. Um, but it, it really is kind of just a joy to watch. But you look at Virginia. Okay, they have Duke. You know, Duke. I, I think it's a solid team. Still, they're a tournament team. They're not an elite team, but. They have the ability to push it. Louisville, Notre Dame, those should be wins. Boston College, they should be wins. Um, North Carolina, Clemson, Louisville. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, I could easily see Virginia winning out, but there are two or three games in there where they could fall. Um, 
And so Clemson also, of course, has Virginia left on their schedule. So it gets a little tough. I think pretty clearly Virginia is the favorite, and rightfully so. They're the best team in the ACC um, than me. But you look at Clemson from here on out, right? So they have UNC, Florida State, Louisville, Syracuse, NC State, Virginia, Notre Dame. Probably the toughest of the three schedules. Pitt is the easiest. Um, with only really Miami and uh, Virginia Tech to really super worry about now. Syracuse is there, but they should win these games. And Pitt has a legitimate chance to win an ACC regular season title. Listen, they haven't been ranked once, but if they beat Florida State on Saturday, which is going to be a huge game, they need to get retribution back for their loss. They can't go on the road and lose to Florida State. If they win that game, there's a good chance they're ranked. I mean, it's a legit chance they have played at a high level. They'll be 11-3 and in the ACC. I know the ACC is in a great conference right now. It's probably going to be like a six-bid league. But Pitt's kind of getting to the point where they have to to be ranked. You know, they had a lot of votes. They were the fifth team that was left out. Now, that doesn't mean they, they are ranked 30th necessarily. But it does mean that the team is kind of getting to the point where people are starting to recognize, all right, this is a little bit more than just a feel-good story. And I think that's what Pitt has to move past. You know, it is a feel-good story because Pitt has been in the depths for so long as a program. But let's start to realize this team is is a legit team. And so who wins the ACC? I mean, from here on out, right, Pitt's 10-3. and And so 16-4, and does that win it? I think it might. Now, it's not far-fetched, I think, to expect Pitt to go 16-4. and I also think that you should probably expect Pitt to lose another game, right? They're on a 4-0 stretch right now, as it is, uh, to get to 10-3. and They're not going to win every game. And Virginia Tech is much better than their record is. They were injured. You know, Couture got banged up. And they're a better team than you think. Uh, and, and Virginia Tech is a surging team. That'll be in Blacksburg, too. That'll actually be a really good test for Pitt. You know, I think I think that'll be a really fun game to watch to kind of see where Pitt's at at that point in the year. Um, but if they win that game, right, like the Miami game could legitimately be a clincher for Pitt for the ACC championship uh, in the regular season. And that would just give more credence to them. It, it, it would add another flag and kind of cap in their feather of, of an ACC tournament win. Um you know, if they could even get that. I mean, this team has the schedule and certainly the upside and the consistency. I think that's been the key thing. Like, that's been the name of the game. I just don't remember a team with so much consistency for a pit team, but they have it right now. And I think that is really the thing I kind of hang my hat on when I say, well, will they win an ACC championship? I think that is one of the things. Like, look at all of the things they have achieved thus far. 10 ACC wins, right? They are one game away from having 11, which would tie the most they've had ever since joining the ACC, which is impressive in its own right. They are one game away from that. They've clinched a winning season for the first time under Jeff Cable. They did that by beating Louisville last night. They keep just building on these milestones, and they have a formula to them that is not static. There is no formula for this pit team. There are multiple formulas for this pit team. They can beat you in different ways. 
And 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 you look at that schedule down the stretch, it's not hard. And they also are fighting enough for their tournament lives. Pitt's probably not on the bubble, but they're bubbly enough to where if they lose one of these games, they're right back there, and, and they don't want to risk that. I think you win the games you have, you make it. I think you win the games you have to win. Like, you just win the basic ones. You end up 15-5. and five. I don't know if you win the ACC, but you might get a co-title out of that. And you're certainly right there. You finish top four. You get a double buy in the ACC tournament at 15-5. I, I think Pitt has just set themselves up so well for that. And that double buy would be so huge um, for Pitt kind of with what they have uh, coming down the stretch, right? When you look at it, you know, you, you don't want your guys to be super – fatigued by the time the tournament rolls around and, and so that double bye could really help them and and you know with how much their, their starters play um, I think it could really help this team but that ACC title in the regular season two would just be enough of that enough a little feather in the cap pit that could really give them that jolt to say okay here's our we, we see this like we took a game by game all season long and ended up with this as, as a quality kind of indictment on what we did this year i think they've got a shot man they've got the easiest schedule we'll see what they kind of do with it either way Pitt did shellac louisville um so we'll see kind of where they can go from here we'll also talk more as florida state approaches um on saturday about that game so folks as always thank you for listening and as always hail to